Hello, hey, hello. Sir. Hey, Matt. Hey, Pash. Welcome on the pod, brother. Well, welcome back. I'm, I'm happy to be back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you hit. we've been uh, talking this week, and uh, we were kind of like throwing out some ideas, like stuff to talk about. And like generally, when I record a podcast, I kind of have like a set of things to like stay on track. But then you told me, you said, hey, like, why don't we not stay on track? Why don't we just talk? And I said, all right, let's yeah. just talk. Let's try it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm freaking out. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's all good. You know, it's it's funny. I've been, um, I was listening to your podcast uh, on my way to work this tonight and then on my way back home. So like I've been listening to you for like the past hour. And so I'm going to kind of drift out hearing you talk because I'm going to think I'm listening to another podcast of yours. <laughs> You're such a good friend. Like, it's uh, funny because you, you'll message me and you'll be like, yeah, I was listening to your podcast or you'll always tell me like very like, you know, kind and inspirational stuff. And like, it's funny because when I was young, I always used to look up to like older people. Yeah. And, you know, my idea of like someone who you would look up to is always someone who's older. And the, one of the like sneaky blessings about getting older is like you actually start meeting people that are younger than you that are like really cool people that like you rely on, like you emotionally are connected to. Oh, were you going to say younger people that you look up to? (laughs) (laughs) You should have said that, damn it. You tried to be around it. (laughs) It only took two minutes to cry. Oh, don't cry. (laughs) Well, I messaged you (laughs) the other day. I was saying like, I don't even, you know, look at sports or listen to sports or whatever, but I could, I could listen to you talk about sports. And um, uh, just anything sports related, I guess. I guess there's one thing that I could talk about that I kind of maybe it's interesting. But uh, one of my jobs that I had recently or God, not recently, three years ago was uh, working at a little pizza shop. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my coworkers there, uh, I guess, was from Kansas City. And I guess Patrick Mahomes is from Kansas City. Right. Or or is it? He plays, he plays for, yeah, he plays there. And so as soon as, um, I guess he, he was a big fan of Patrick. And so he got a champ stamp tattoo. And this was before he, he won the Super Bowl or anything. Like you could look him up. He was this guy, his name is David. He got a tattoo calling him the champ stamp right above his ass <laughs> on the back. Wait, 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 wait. A, a dude that you know named David got a champ got, stamp. So it's okay. So that's like a play on what they call the tramp. Exactly. Stamp, where like the girl gets that gets the butterfly on her lower back, stuff like exactly. that. Exactly. And he got it of so, a tattoo of Patrick Mahomes. Uh, <laughs> see, I knew to talk to you about this. So, um, so like he, yeah. And this was prior to the Super Bowl and everything. And so he lives here in Burbank and, you know, they film. Well, I guess like all the daytime talk shows around here besides like New York too. But I guess he was on like Jimmy Fallon, I think, or one of those shows. And he uh, got Patrick to sign it. So he got that tattooed on too. But mind you, this is before he even won the Super Bowl. And so I, he predicted it basically. Like, like it's okay. Like, oh, once they win the Super Bowl, you should put a like a champ stamp on your lower back. <laughs> he, and I told him too, he, they won that Super Bowl, the first one, because I guess they're playing again now, right? For the, the yeah. big game or whatever I, you're supposed to say. I hate, I hate the Chiefs now. I'm a 49ers fan, so we got kind of screwed over last Oh, time. really? Yeah. But, but go <laughs> on, go on. Yeah. But I guess, you know, I, I told him, dude, like, dude, you predicted or they only won because you did this. <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, like you put it, you, your devotion to them, put, put this out there to the universe for them to win. That dude, uh, I definitely does drugs other than marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I know. Like it, it takes a special kind of drug to be like, you know what? Not only do I want a tattoo of Patrick Mahomes on my body, but I'm going to put it on my lower back. Now I'm not judgmental in regards to like, is he like he, the LGBTQ community? He's an actor, but I'm just... <laughs> so he's an he's an actor, and he's he's always done uh, like stuff like in the early two thousands. He did like wild uh, videos that he would submit to like MTV. You know, like getting getting right. kicked in the balls or or like um, eating 
drinking piss or eating a piece of shit or something. Oh, like he would, he, he'd Jesus. always, he'd always do that. And so, I mean, he's an actor now. Like he, he's been on, you know, TV and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. But, um, oh man, <laughs> but what, is, what is it like? All right. So that's a personality because like, in trait, right? Character study there. Yes. That's, that's LA, bro. Like, you know, like, and he's, and, and he's a metal singer too. He owns his, he has his own band where he sings. <laughs> You've lived in LA long enough now to like kind of get a feel for the place you live in Burbank. Mm -hmm. And um, like, that's like just, there's people like that all over LA, man, that just do wild and goofy and weird stuff. Like, what is it about LA that like brings that out of people, you think? Well, it doesn't bring it out of people. Those people flock here. And so these people are all over the, all over, all over the world and all over the country, except they feel welcomed here and not, not so judged here, I guess, and so they flock here. Oh, that's actually a good point because I, I kind of got that when I, I went to college at Humboldt State, mm-hmm. and that's up like six hours north of San Francisco behind the Redwood Curtain. And like I felt like when I moved there, I got into a rocket ship and like went to another planet. Like I felt like I was in like a whole another dimension, you know, really? the same planet, another dimension now. And you know, it's it's kind of that same thing where, like, everyone I met there was from somewhere mm-hmm. else. Like, they flocked there to be who they wanted to be, which was cool. But you would meet, like, really peculiar people with really weird habits. And I don't know. It was funny because I was born and raised in Central California, which is, like, Oklahoma in California. And so there's a lot of conservative people there. So when I was there, I was always called too liberal. Mm-hmm. But then I go to Humble, and everyone's like, man, you are too conservative. Yeah. And, um, but then I look around, and I say, y'all just, y'all just fucking crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all, these, like, hey, man. all you people are just nuts. Like, what are well, you doing, man? I, like, think, I think I can like, agree with you that I'm, I'm kind of the same way. You know, like, we could see the hypocrisy on both sides. How, like, they're very similar, except fighting for a different cause, you know? Yeah, but what cause are they fighting for? Like Starbucks? <laughs> I mean, like, come on. Like, are you going to get all these? Like, I have no problem with a person being themselves mm-hmm. and, and wanting to stay true to who they are and everything. But I've always felt, and I've always, like, just talking particularly about L.A., like, I've always felt like L.A. is a city with, like, an extreme identity crisis. Like, I've always been reticent to trust Los Angeles because, like, I don't know if, like, people are real over there now you Mm -hmm. me and you met and and we're friends and we have the same cultural background and but we didn't meet in la well you went to la so but i mean i don't know like you know people in la dude i don't know well there's a lot of i I get weird there's a lot of fakeness right what you what you mentioned about people being real you know there's a lot of um looking to use people for personal gain and all that so i mean that's a very real thing but uh that kind of permeates the culture too, because when you talk about like even like film or um, like things that are like considered like uh, classics situations that came out, like the Black Dahlia case, um, here's this girl that wanted to get famous. She goes to LA. She ends up getting murdered and carved up. Um, I just saw the. Um, we talked about this earlier this week. The um, the Night Stalker limited series on Netflix. So, like, here's this guy, Richard Ramirez. His family's from El Paso, Texas. He ends up in L.A., and he goes on this murdering and raping and pillaging spree throughout L.A. And, like, there's just, like, all kinds of weird, like, there's there's this weird menagerie of people. Because if you look at Richard Ramirez, he's, like, not that different than, like, a lot of people that live in L.A. (laughs) Like, if you look at him, like, and you, like, hear him talk and the way he is, he's very opinionated, and he's got his counterculture clothes, and... He wants to dress his way and act his way and do his own thing. Or he doesn't have a job. He's couch surfing. Like, the, 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 there's, like, this fine line between, like, Charles Manson and, like, the guy that's, like, your waiter at, like, or whatever freaking restaurant you go to. And, um, yeah, that was, like, one of the most interesting things, me having spent time in Southern California. Because I lived in Santa Barbara, which isn't technically SoCal. Mm-hmm. But it, I always call Santa Barbara the gates to Southern California. Like, when you're coming from the north, like, I feel like that you're walking into Southern California once you get past Santa yeah. Barbara. Yeah, in a way, for sure. Santa Barbara is still kind of its own little hub, you know. 
but um mm-hmm. yeah once you break through into like uh what's up there like um valencia not valencia or uh well uh, whatever i'm drawing a blank but yeah oh i know ventura you mean, ventura, ventura. ventura. Yeah. yeah oxnard all those places <laughs> have you ever been to ojai <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been to Ohio a few times. Nice. I um, I went over there to meditate oh, did you? once. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, I went over there to meditate, and it was funny because we went to meditate, and like it was this house. I think the guy's name was like Krishna Murdy or something like mm-hmm. that. And um, so we go to this guy's house. It's like a beautiful home, and like the guy that was like his personal chef like runs tours there now. And uh, so I didn't want to tour because I didn't want to pay any money. <laughs> I was like, this is still free to like come in here and check out the house, right? He's like, yeah. And I was like, all right. Let's do that. Good. So I walked in, went and meditated with a friend and then left. And the, actually the coolest part about that trip was like once we walked out of the um, the house, like we got a bunch of free oranges because <laughs> like his house was surrounded by all these orange groves. So they're like, take all the oranges, you please. <laughs> and we did. That I had gone there for like a tennis tournament too. Cool place. I mean, that part of California is really nice. It um, is. You know, between Paso Robles and like basically Santa Barbara, I, I think it's pretty, yeah, pretty cool. It is. And especially like Simi Valley too. Just really, um, it's kind of interesting. They're like little, I mean, it's in the name valleys, but like just, you know, little pockets of uh, its own little getaway kind of. It's own little separate from, from L.A. Yeah, well, you do a lot of work that kind of takes you throughout, like, L.A. Like, what's, what have been, like, your favorite places to check yeah. out when you've been doing your um, work? Well, that's a very difficult question. Because, <laughs> I, dude, I go all over the place. But, you know, um, one of my favorite places in L.A. to actually just get away or or actually go to, <laughs> not get away from, to go to, is um, it's called Cedar Grove in uh, Griffith Park. I don't know if I ever told you about it. I don't even know if maybe Emily knows about it, but um, Cedar Grove, and it's basically, God, when it's spring and when all the flowers are blooming, it looks beautiful. It's kind of undescribable. It's just flowers blooming everywhere and tall trees that just kind of engulf your vision. You don't see the city at all. It's kind of on a mountainside. And so you just, you're kind of like, you wouldn't know you're in the middle of a forest. And they actually, fun story about that. So um, I've been there a few times, actually. And uh, I wanted to actually film a music video there. And so I put a, in LA, you have to have, well, everywhere, really, you should have a permit to film, right? So basically permission from the county or city or whatever, and the filming jurisdiction. Um, And so I put, you know, reservation on, select few days and i got a phone call from uh cbs <laughs> who wanted to uh film there on my days and so you know my teachers were like hey man use that you know like have them buy you out and so i was like okay <laughs> and so i basically was like okay well cbs it'll cost you two thousand dollars for you to take this day and they took it yeah. Whoa. That's I could have awesome. got way more, they told me. The teachers the teachers Dang. said I could have got more, but I didn't want to push it. Yeah. Was that when you were filming Our Oceans? Even before then. Yeah. It was still it was still oh, like wow. in, in class. But it was it was actually actually I, right before that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you had sent me some photos from the set when you were filming over there. Um it was pretty cool to, to see yeah. doing that. Well you were there for Our Oceans. Yeah. 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 It was yeah. cool. I think that was like the only time I've been in LA where like there was no traffic. Like the whole trip when I was there with you helping you out with that, like I didn't hit any really? traffic. Like I was like, I felt like so fortunate. Gosh. You know, it's yeah. terrible. It's terrible None. to say that I kind of missed the early days of the pandemic when there was no traffic on the road. I wish I, you know, looking back, I wish I would have took the opportunity and like took my drone out and filmed. You know, just you know, the streets of Los Angeles, and you know, pandemic. You could have got, you could have sold that B roll, made some See? money. <laughs> I this know. Is like they're like, oh, we need some like clear streets, like drone footage yeah. of LA. 
It's, I mean, people do that. That 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 is people's jobs. I'm sure on the side, just hustling and uploading them to like stock footage websites. You know, I'm sure they do that. Yeah, it's kind of cra- it's kind of crazy. Like when you like actually look at like YouTube and like some of the ways people are making money on YouTube. Like th- it's smart. Like they're making. Like there's this one guy. Like he literally just records birds. Eating yes, seeds. for cats. And and yeah. He, Right, yeah, it's like yeah. eight hour videos, and millions of views, <laughs> and he probably yeah. loops them, yeah, and he and he's probably filthy rich now from it. But like, it's like all of us other people, like we're all like doing other stuff that we're just projects or for fun. But here's a smart ass guy who's like, I'm gonna record these birds just eating seeds. I don't care if I like it. I don't care if this yeah, makes me happy. Birds, <laughs> birds funny. freaking love that shit, though. I mean, I mean, cats do. <laughs> yeah, cats love that shit. It's um. Yeah, man. But th- that's kind of like what it is. Like we we're talking about like people shooting B-roll. Like there are people out there that they just corner like the market of just like making money. Like, hey, I'm going to do something that I don't care if it makes me feel good about anything, but it yeah. but it works. And I think that's interesting. This, these are all called cash cow YouTube channels. And I see some like ads from people about, you know, they want you to subscribe to their, you know, to them basically and they'll teach you how to do it but it's just you know exactly what you just said see you know we see these examples of people that have just literally put out you know one or two videos per channel and they have millions of view views on that one or two videos it's just so (laughs) it's crazy when you really think about it and it's like when you think about it it's less the less work that goes into it the more reward you get so it's like even if I'm doing one little side thing and I'm putting all this editing into it, if I didn't do all this editing, it probably would do better, you know, but who knows? Oh, yeah. Well, what else is on your mind, my brother? Um, what about these new iPhones? What do you think about Apple lately? Oh, did you did you see? <laughs> you forgot that I'm I'm Portuguese, man. Everything I got is seven years old. <laughs> the new iPhone. You talking about the iPhone? Yeah, 8? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I'm too cheap to have the iPhone eight. I got you the know six. what I thought was so interesting was that they just made a release that you can't have the new iPhone within six inches of your pace or pacemaker pacemaker. Yeah, because it has right. magnets in it now, and so it'll mess it up. Yeah. Oh, really? What are the magnets Charging. For? They're, so they're basically eventually going to go portless. Oh. oh so it's going to be like a mag charge. Uh, on the back now. Yeah, like a wireless charger, but but magnet to the back. And so what they're eventually going to do is no more port. So no more lightning cable. No more headphones. There's like going to oh, be good. nothing basically going in. Good. Yeah, I'm tired of using being stuck to a charger. Being like having to like keep your head like <laughs> like off the bed just so you can be yeah. close to your phone hey well you know one day it's gonna be to where it's just you walk to the room and it charges Ooh, we should we should talk oh, about man. and then your head starts <laughs> to get hot like you're all on fire we should talk about like like things that we would expect uh from the future you know from like what do we like what do we expect mm. like our phones to be able to do our cars to be able to do yeah oh that's a good point do you got something off the top of your head um well, I'm seeing the way Tesla's going. And so I think, I mean, electric car might, well, I don't know. Electric car might be the way of the future, but maybe not also. I'm not sure. Because fuel, fuel is so oh, reliable, look. too. Uh, I think electric car is definitely is, the way yeah. of the future. I mean, if you look at you look at Ford right now, but Ford is committed to making, I think, all of their cars electric by 2035. Oh, really? Oh, and, wow. Yeah, yeah. And well, in the state of California, it's also in line with the state of California legislature that they wrote up some legislature that said by 2035 that all brand new cars that are sold in the state of California need to be electric. They can't Whoa. be gas driven. So, yeah, there's like there's legislature coming out. And like with this whole Biden administration, there's going to be a lot of stuff. that but I don't know how that's going to how that's going to work you know, with somebody like me who lives in an apartment. You know, how am I supposed to charge my car? Yeah, I mean, it's going to create it's going to create like a whole new cottage industry, just like cell phones. Like, you know, when you go on eBay or when you go on Amazon, like you can buy a million different types of cell phone accessories and cases and stuff like that. And just like with electric cars or any kind of innovation, there's going to be like, oh, you can, you know, 
charge your car from here or there you can do this from there or you can uh charge your car uh charger in the house and then when you're driving you can plug it into your car while you're driving right. while it's sitting or whatever i wouldn't be surprised if like there's all kinds of i mean we're talking 14 years from now like they better yeah. figure that stuff out. <laughs> gosh yeah that's right around the corner yeah like electric is electric is already here but it's going to be super prevalent by then especially in the state of california like california oregon like all those states are super super uh whatever you want to call it you know yeah. liberal so they're going to be looking towards those kind of alternatives i don't know if the rest of the country is going to follow suit but it seems like california wants to go that route i think what they need to do in terms of the electric cars they need to make it functional because like if you look at like the priuses you know, the batteries and everything in there, like they only last mm -hmm. a certain period of time. And then they're actually really expensive to replace. And then I think the other question with the batteries is like, how do you dispose of them? Because they're actually pretty, well, there's, toxic. I saw so, I don't know the exact example, but like a car accident or was it on like top gear or one of these shows where somebody got into a car accident and their car kept burning for like weeks or something. <laughs> in perpetuity. <laughs> I don't know. But you know, <laughs> Apple is coming out with a car. Yeah, Apple's what? next uh, big product is a car. Mm -hmm. Get out of here. I need to Google that. Like, what's their whole, like, what's the shtick? Like, what's, what kind of car? Is it going to be combustion? Is it going to be electric? It's going to be electric. Yeah, 100% electric. Oh. Is it... Well, then it's got to have something special to make it like Apple. Is it going to have like a huge Apple on it? Like, when you turn it on, like, of the course. Apple <laughs> on the top of the car. <laughs> And then you have to have an iPhone in order to drive it, of course. Yeah, your car gets no viruses. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. These, I have, do you think? Would you want a Tesla? Or no, not yet. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I want a Tesla. I, you know, I, I heard they're actually really cool. I've heard I mean, the same, but I don't know. And they're, um, well, Joe Rogan talked about it once. I, I heard that he had said it's kind of like being oh, yeah, in a yeah, spaceship. Yeah. So when, when you ride in a Tesla, like, you don't get the biofeedback of the vibration of a combustible engine or the noise. So, like, it just, it goes and there's, like, no noise. And you can kind of haul ass with the Tesla. So, um, you know, I don't, I don't know how you know, I feel it's... about that, actually. Because, you know, the way, the way that I learned <laughs> driving was my dad... Um, took me go-kart riding a lot you know so i've always mm -hmm. and even my mom when she would take me to get my car get a, a car for the first time she would have me drive barefoot mm -hmm. which is like illegal i think <laughs> but she would like she would be like feel the car i want you to feel the car <laughs> your mom yeah. would say that oh yeah. that's hilarious maybe she had a, a few to drink no, i'm kidding <laughs> Didn't we talk about, I can't remember, I think, yeah, we did on a on a past podcast, we talked about that time that your mom, uh, like, just stopped in the middle of the road and had you drive, you were, yeah. like, hella young. <laughs> it was you on the next story? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was just like, hey, Matt. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. She's like, you want to drive? I was like, yeah, sure. I mean, I was down. I knew how to. I, I, so basically the only difference back then and now was back then I would use one foot for the gas and the other foot for braking, you know, because <laughs> it's just like, it was just like a go-kart, you know, so that was the only difference. But I right. mean, shit, it wasn't a manual, you know, I didn't have to, yeah. Oh my. <laughs> have you ever driven stick I tried with my dad. He tried teaching me, but hence tried and then i kept stalling on the way back home so that <laughs> and that was the last time he had me uh driving out in public actually on the uh stick shift yeah man i i, I can't stand God. stick shift cars and i've driven stick shift like actually tractors are really easy to drive stick shift because i used to drive a really? lot of those on the dairies but for some damn reason like cars are very finicky when it comes to the clutch and different cars, it's like different pressure to where you get it to like, you know, transition mm -hmm. smoothly into gear. And I remember I had this friend that she used to do me some favors, you know, like uh, dog sit for me here and there. And so like her and her uh, boyfriend, like when they would like leave town, they would ask me to house sit. 
Um, so I would like return the favor and I would pick them up from the airport. Well, she would always tell me to use her car. Like she was like, Hey, use, use my car to pick us up or whatever. And, uh, I hated that car, man. Like I could <laughs> never get that car. I remember driving that car through town one time and I stalled <sighs> out so many freaking times. And it was just, I think it was a Subaru, a wagon. And I was like, I, I remember like, picking up and I was like, never again. Like, I would never drive this car. Like, it was just awful, yeah. man. I don't, I don't like it. I don't, I don't even get like in the future. I don't think there, there is. No it, there's barely any more left. Like, I don't think. I don't even think they're making any more new ones. Yeah, like. I know. Yeah, <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. Yeah, like I don't know. I mean, the future. There's a. I mean, to me, the when I think about the future, I think about society. Like, I'm not even worried about like what's coming around the pike technologically, in terms of like what's going to benefit us. I'm actually more worried about like the stuff that's going to hurt us, like automation, like artificial intelligence, like the fact that they're going to like basically like there's going to be all these millennials in the workforce trying to, you know, live and make their lives. And then everything's going to be fully automated. So like how many real, like legit good paying jobs are there going to be in the world? Um, And then also like artificial intelligence, like, I mean, artificial intelligence can process things at like a billion times the rate of a human mind. So like, there's going to be like not only are we growing technologically but we're going to reach a point where like growth is out of our especially with ai like artificial intelligence yeah artificial intelligence is going to be so smart that like it's gonna like it's gonna take our 200 years of evolution cognitively and turn that into like 2000 years every day every second like you said and then it just Um, and then just doubling once that starts happening dude yeah and I hope all I know is I hope whatever artificial intelligence does that it can come up with like a legit <laughs> keto bread keto cookie recipe. <laughs> it's like if artificial or just intelligence can alter figure our out genes, how to make just, a al- just keto alter our cake genes, moist, dude. just like you know, <laughs> just take the fat gene out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like let yes, me dude. eat everything. For Please, the love God. of God, let me eat whatever Amen. I want and I can <laughs> pray to that. Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) with um i mean i i introduced you to to the lex friedman podcast recently he's the uh he's where i go to get all this info at yeah like i you know i i've been listening to it and i'm not i'm not really into it you're not into him is he too what is he (laughs) is he too something uh i don't know I, i just feel like yeah, it's not, it's not, it doesn't do it for me. I, I think like I can listen to a artificial intelligence podcast, but I can't listen to 30 artificial intelligence podcasts. And most of his like library is yeah. artificial intelligence. Like I still have his podcast uh-huh. on my queue, but like the only two that I have saved. Exactly. Right no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> that and then some other science ones. What I noticed was I always enjoyed him on Joe Rogan. And then when I noticed or when I saw that he had a podcast, I was like, oh, shit. And so when I went to him and then saw that he also had, you know, interesting um, uh, guests that I found on Joe Rogan also over on his, though, I was like, oh, shoot, you know. And so, I, you know, that's what pulled me in towards him, too. But, yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of podcasts that the whole podcast I sometimes don't listen to. But the uh, clips that he posts post a lot of clips <laughs> but again it's that that formula well that's the thing that that's the thing that's kind of killing it on youtube right mm-hmm. now is like the, the mini clips so like these guys will record like a two-hour podcast and then you know they're recording it with someone who's well known so there's interest in people you know seeing those people talk and and then that little five minute clip you know talking about a specific thing but you know what i hate though like it's kind of cheesy to me and i'm trying to avoid mm-hmm. it with my own youtube channel is like the way that people are like titling the clips to like try well, to get point. you to click on I get it. it. Like the the world could potentially explode, and then you like click on the and they're like talking for like four minutes about monkeys, and then the last thirty <laughs> seconds is like, oh yeah, the world could explode, and you're like, yeah, ah, yeah, like I got what that. the hell? Yeah, that does know, suck. And, 
But I mean, it is the point though too, because I mean, you get that you get that kaching the moment they click. You know, I think I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, it's all about the money. But no, he's. I mean, it's a cool podcast. He's a cool dude. Um, I don't know. I mean, I just don't vibe. Like you know, with me, like I've been a podcast listener for like many years, and it took me a long time to get the courage to at least record a podcast, because like I just I've always had like little issues with myself about like putting myself out there um but like in terms of listening to podcasts yeah like i've listened to podcasts like for many many years now probably since it started being a phenomenon and yeah i like a lot of that stuff i'm into like a lot of the alien stuff a lot of the um you know just kind of open-ended you know talk and things of that nature and i think that was why i kind of kind of evolved my podcast into becoming what it is today was I wanted the Mm -hmm. freedom to talk about anything to like, just wake up and say, okay, well, you know, I'm going to talk to Matt. I'm going to record a podcast about something I'm interested in or something, you know, with my background in psychology and things of that nature. Um, I I feel like you, like sometimes people pigeonhole themselves and actually Lex Friedman is a great example because I believe his podcast used to be called the artificial podcast. I think it is still called that. Or the, I guess, well, uh Did he? no he, he he changed it he changed it to the lex oh, freeman sense. podcast now so it's more about him and it's more open-ended even though he still talks a lot about artificial mm-hmm. intelligence he's not pigeonholed you know like he could record whatever well, he I wants think, and um i think that's a yeah cool and I, that's the kind of like line of work that he's in too i think he does um i'm not 100 percent certain but i know podcasting isn't his only uh Oh no, he uh right. I believe he works yes. at MIT. He does, he, he does something. Yeah. Yeah. But um yeah, I mean, in terms of uh future I mean, do you think we'll merge? What do you think about Neuralink? You know, I'm not really familiar with that. I I, that, I know that's a Elon Musk thing, right? Where you like so it's detachable. Or... You could put it on and take it off and it uh I guess is like a they're trying to make it sound like it's a cure-all. And so if you are deaf, you could put this on and suddenly you can hear again. If you're blind, you could put this on and suddenly you can see again. You know, it sounds like almost too good to be true. And I kind of think it is. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's, there's a sacrifice <laughs> of, um, of like consciousness. I don't know. Like if we, if we don't really know what consciousness is yet, you know, and if we, Right. I don't know. I think if we if we mess up somehow and uh, and merge with technology, then we just trap. Like what? Like wouldn't that be terrible? Like that would be literally hell to trap your consciousness here forever. You know, and they're already talking about digitizing humans for Mars. You know, instead of just um, it's just digitizing people and sending them out there. Oh, to send to Mars rather well, than to, to send um, out to space, to, actual well, people. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've heard that. I've heard those things. I've I've also heard like instead of putting people on spaceships, to put like what makes people like put the recipe to create people on a spaceship and then send it to a planet that has life. But yeah, I mean, obviously the things are going to continue to get crazier and crazier. Like I can only imagine like what we'll know in 20 years in terms of technology and our capabilities as human beings. And it's going to grow exponentially. And I think what's going to be interesting for me, like the parts that I look at is like the social ramifications and like, how are people going to react to that? Because like last time I checked, there's still like a ton of religious people and there's still a ton of people well, that is... think certain ways. And how are they going to like deal yeah. with like science you know, it's almost like we're we are becoming. Well, a science they're, they're literally movie. gonna. They only have like, like what 160 days left or something to release all the information they know about aliens. Do you remember how the Israeli commander in chief or whatever came out and said that there's a whole galactic federation of so like 14 different species of aliens? Uh, <laughs> well, Canada what? just came out and said, "Yeah, that's true." <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Um, okay. Where did you hear Israeli, this? Israeli uh, commander. Oh, wait. I am oh, your Jamie. like my Jamie now. <laughs> I'm Joe Rogan and you're Jamie. So I was, you know, choking some dude out on the mat. Hey, okay, Jamie, so former Israeli the space security chief says extraterrestrials exist. 
Um, oh, fucking ad block. Damn it. See, yeah, this is just like... <laughs> um, they say extraterrestrials exist and Trump knows about it. Of course, they made it about Trump then. Of course, right? Oh, it's yeah, always got to be like Trump's fault. <laughs> it's Trump's fault, by the way. <laughs> God, I, I mean, know, I'm right? no Trump fan, it's, but goddamn. It's, well, Please this was December the guy 8th, die in peace. so it's like, of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, so they wow. said... Uh, they say that there's a galactic federation. The a galactic federation. That's like something think, yeah. straight out of Star, yeah. Star Trek. And so, sure. uh, I don't know where it's. It doesn't say the amount of of uh, of alien species that there are. I guess, but um, so I guess the the theory is is that there's multiple different kinds of alien species, and we might just be an experiment. So we might have just been a complete experiment and they're just watching us. Like we're literally just the reality TV show of for the aliens, maybe. Well, I definitely me and Emily had like a really, really good conversation about this recently. Um, very spirited <laughs> conversation. <laughs> and she was kind of more on the, like the evolutionary side of it, like in her ideas. And I was more on the like human hybridization side of it in terms of like what we are as human beings. And I just feel like we are so out of whack with, with the way the rest of the world operates, mm. like evolutionarily speaking, that I feel like there had to have been some sort of intervention. Like, why do we do the things that we do? Like, why do we build skyscrapers and have the internet and, and, and do things at, on, at the level that we do things I have at? A- and, and we yes, we maintain we maintain characteristics that are similar to like apes, but we're not apes. I have apes a didn't for evolve you for like that, we evolved. A response to that? And no, is no, it no, to no. Do with barbecue <laughs> and meat. Because <laughs> that was like no, but like, like for like, for example, when you Fire think of a bird things. that builds a nest, they take from the nature they take from nature around them, and so from us, we build these skyscrapers, right. but we take from the nature around us, right? We take the steel from the ground and all of this well we do but it's kind of a right about that everything that we use is from here but because we haven't mastered interstellar space yet but compare us to like an alligator who's okay if evolution was a really a thing a saltwater crocodile would have already made it to mars because they've been around it does kind of get a little fishy Um, (laughs) when you think about it yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah like i mean i've heard a theory and that's what the theory that emily said was that once man discovered fire that we and started cooking his meat that it it set off the proteins in the meat like changed our dna or our biology and made us into what we are today and, and it accelerated our growth or what have you you know i can understand that as an argument i don't buy it relative would... to the way we act because I feel like if that was it, then it's like, man, like I need my cat <laughs> to like make me two million dollars on YouTube. Like I'm gonna start like oh, you know, barbecue and his tuna, man. Like, <laughs> right. hey, like get to work, cat. <laughs> well, you're gonna say barbecue and the cat? That would get you freaking two million views on YouTube, no. Well, well, the, the other thing with that is depending on who you talk to. I mean, Homo sapiens have only been around for like you know what a few hundred thousand years, and before that it was Neanderthal, like. How how long has the, did the evolutionary window last? And I, I don't know. I it kind of make sense think psilocybin might yeah, have like, had an effect more than like cooked meat might have, right? Uh, like mushrooms, you know, like there's the stoned ape theory. Have you ever heard about that? No? Oh, what? No. Okay, so there's the stoned mm-hmm. ape theory. And, and, and I've heard about it just from Joe Rogan. And it's basically, I guess, this theory through of evolution that these apes um i mean i guess this is already after they've you know mastered fire or whatever they became firebenders <laughs> but so they um they started <laughs> eating mushrooms and so i guess they've ha- experienced these trips and that just was exponential growth to their consciousness i guess i don't know there's a whole jamie pull that up jamie yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I buy that, though, because, like, I don't know, like, I just, I have a feeling that we're not of this earth, 
And it's one of the reasons that we want to leave this planet. Like we're always so interested in like going to the moon or going to Mars or I feel like our origins that are not be, of this place. But yeah. with that said, as, as you, as you mentioned earlier, this Israeli prime minister, whoever talking about a galactic federation of aliens, yeah. like, I think that's also bullshit. Like, I think that whatever is the progenitor of what we are today probably wasn't here for a long time and and i would i would see it more as they were just planting seeds and then they took off and that's you know that's just me i'm I'm not i'm not god i don't know how that all works but you know to me like i just when i get that sensation and that feeling i feel like when i look at myself in the mirror and when i look at the world around me i know that i'm i don't feel like earth is my place and, you know, like, I'll use this example. Like, look at every, most animals that, that are alive. Ocean, underground, on the ground, whatever. They live in concert with the planet. Like, everything they do is about utilizing what they have in a very functional way. Like, even a honeybee. Like, it's very elaborate, but it's purely functional. Everything they do. And, that you know, the honeybee doesn't go and spray pesticides on the flowers because it needs this flower to have more pollen to sell to these bees. Like, humans destroy everything. Like, humanity... And it's not like it's always been that way. Like, we are becoming that over the last two, three, four hundred years. Like, we have become, like, this species that can, like, knock out, like, all the wildlife and, like, change the climate and, like, you know, start going into space and doing different things. And that's just so out of whack with, like, everything that's ever existed. And it just speaks to me as if, like, we're not from here. Like, we're not related to this place. Like, like totally. Our, our it's like we're, like, you know, like, you know that, you, that kid that I, never met I his dad? That kid. <laughs> like, okay, like. <laughs> me too. Yeah. But, uh, but seriously, like, you know, like, that mm-hmm. kid knows his mom. And he's comfortable and he's, he knows where that half of him, but he doesn't know the other half. And that's what I feel humanity is. I feel like we'd have a piece of our, of our DNA and our history. Well, we probably didn't but we don't feel have that the whole way 20,000 years ago or, you know, we probably, we probably did really feel, I think no we're way. probably at a halfway point now, you know, with this. I wonder at what point we just felt like we need to get the fuck off here, you know? I wonder at what point that was. Yeah. It's interesting. Well, and everyone's talking about like interstellar travel. Like, you know, they say, oh, like maybe we're from aliens or we're from this. But like, I think one of the more interesting things that someone could posit is you can go like to the, you know, it's like Einstein stuff, but like time travel. Like what if humanity's like growth was influenced by time travelers? And like, what if there are, perpetual amounts of of realities that we live in and you know they all influence each other and there's some sort of like rip in the space-time continuum where you know a person came maybe ten thousand years ago and started influencing a group of people and then those group of people started a culture or society and then became what we are today Mm -hmm. like the egyptians or what have you um and in fact i would say if someone was like to give me a bet, say, Hey, like did aliens influence this from like the Pleiades star system, like four light years away, or was it time travelers? I mean, I'd probably say time travelers, but I mean, they're both plausible things. Um, I just know we're weird. We're like, humanity is not normal. Like we shouldn't ever look at ourselves and be like, Oh, this is like just what happens. Cause it doesn't like this planet doesn't. So do in what, terms of time travelers, do you think, cause you know about the, um, the Einstein time traveler party that he threw. No. So Albert Einstein, mm-hmm. uh, one day threw a party, nobody came, <laughs> poor guy. And the next day he posted it first. Uh, he posted it on the front of the newspaper and he said to, to all time travelers, I had a party yesterday. This is the date. This is the time. This is the location. If you ever want to visit, come and uh i guess that was his little test to prove if uh time travelers ever existed or will ever exist i guess but i mean if time traveling ever exists our asses could be invisible (laughs) you know 
like maybe so who knows <laughs> if we uh if we ever get to be able to time travel yeah it's kind of a funny time to be alive because like in a hundred years like we're gonna Shit, be dead we? Most likely. <laughs> <laughs> well if i can make it to 136 oh, yeah, yeah, well, that'd be yeah. pretty crazy but you know we're gonna more than likely be dead and so like what's the world gonna be like and so like could we miss out like could we be like a couple generations away from like finding out the truth or finding you know, out i like, just some crazy i just stuff? don't want to be the generation you that know? constantly thinking constantly thinks it's like the end of the world because you know like even even all these generations before us they always you know thought you know it's the end of days you know or just you know it's just it's not <laughs> you know but well even like yeah don't yeah. don't with religions man like that's like such an unhealthy way of thinking like it's the end of the world well therefore you have no incentive to make the world better if you think the world's going to end and I think if anything, we should think it's the beginning. Like every day is a beginning to to make everything better for everybody. Um, it's one of the things I talked about Sherman with. We record. You listen to the podcast we recorded, and at the end, I said, you know, like, irregardless of what China could be up to, like, at the end of the day, like the only way we can convince each other to be friends and be better is to do special things together, and that's what people on this planet need to do is like we all need to come together and like do special things and like it's like people talk about tesla like people slurp elon musk you know like, oh elon musk is great and everything so he is cool he's smart he's got a business but i see him i don't see him as a trailblazer or a pioneer i see him as a businessman because like all i hear well, is he's anymore. the richest man not on the anymore. planet back to and he's two. making money <laughs> right so like you know, like, where's the human, where's the humanity in it? Where's the humanism? Where's, like, the human rights? And, like, I think that's one of the things we need to do is, like, we need to flip the paradigm in terms of, like, Mm -hmm. money and control and things of that nature. And, like, so I'm kind of, like, sometimes I sit back and I get kind of sad because I'm, like, I hope I'm, like, not the generation that, like, we die and then everyone figures out how to make the world You want to be part of it. (laughs) You know, like, like, I hope, like, in our lifetime, like, yeah, like, and uh, hopefully soon because, like this pandemic's a great example of like inequity in the world. Like so many people have basically had to like turn their lives off for a year. And then like, once we get all vaccinated or people think everything's going to be okay, like we're going to send all these people out into the world and be like, okay, now go back to normal. Like everything was fine. And it's, it's not easy to just have a year long sabbatical where you're just not, you know, so many Americans, so many people all over the world who just stopped their lives. And um, and to go back and to just jump into this capitalistic system again, like, I think we really need to, as as a people, like, look out for one another. But the problem is, is just like I talked about in the China podcast, is if you give the government too much mm-hmm. control, then they start to abuse it. And, you know, so communism isn't necessarily a good thing either, nor is socialism. So it's it, what to me, what it comes down to is humanism. And, you know, just preserving life on this planet and making, like, life better for everyone. It's ridiculous to think that, like, only, like, 1% of the people own 99% of the wealth. Like, that is crazy. It is. Like, imagine, and if that's true, if that is true, imagine if they just gave 10% of the wealth back to the people. Like, everyone would have 10 times more. Damn, damn. Yeah. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, but I mean, going back to one of your earlier topics about like, uh, humanism, uh, we're very tribal, right. As a species and it's just in our DNA. Um, it might be good <laughs> for aliens to come out of hiding. Um, cause that might just, you know, ha- help us band together. You know, I don't know, like to, to realize, oh shit, there's 36 or however many different species of things out there right well well we are really one (laughs) you know all these people that have always been like you know um god i was gonna say all lives matter definitely not that (laughs) 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 don't get shot not those motherfuckers don't get shot don't get shot (laughs) (laughs) but the um the one race people you know like we're all one race 
um, the, the human race, you know, okay. those people, um, they write, you know, they are right. So if they, maybe if, you know, the revelation of aliens out there might bring us together, that might be a good thing. <laughs> yeah. I think at the end of the day, like we just need to, I don't know. Like, I think we're like, so we're still very unevolved. Like we're devolved. Um, we're, we haven't fully met, met or made progress to be the best version of ourselves. And I've actually had a couple of conversations about this with some friends. And so one conversation in regards to like, if there was alien life is there's the theory of, well, they're not all nice or they're not all mean, but there's going to be good and evil just like there is in a lot of different Well, they might, they might over, be so you know, evolved to where they don't life. even have feelings like that anymore. Well, exactly. And that was what the next thing was, was, when me and my pal talked about this, I said, well, think about what you would have to become to, to be able to travel on an interstellar level or to create that level of technology. And the, the only thing I could think of that makes sense on this planet in terms of utilizing your full potential mm-hmm. is a hive mentality where you had kind of like a queen or you had like a kind of like universal mind that the hive could connect to to fully uh, pay attention to the task at hand, and then the, that kind of a society could accomplish. So you a lot just of described things. the internet. Like and imagine us connected we, to social media. <laughs> like that's like this. Well, yeah, but not not like <laughs> one guy watching porn and another guy buying. Did you connect to my stuff. fucking wise cam? <laughs> like, <laughs> like like that's the problem with humanity is we got seven billion people, but we we got seven billion people. Freedom, the hell yeah. they want. And but but it's also the good thing about humanity is we're free. So it's like to establish like to create like the ultimate level of progress, you would have to have that kind of hive mentality of working together. I guess the only other alternative would be that you would create supercomputers or systems that were so smart that they would do it all for you. But the question is, when do those computers turn on you? Like when when singularity happens and, and AI matches up with humanity like when does you know artificial intelligence start saying well we're going to start making terminators and do you get rid of you guys because you're in our way to or... not ever feel that way or they'll just no way you don't think so really no way no way i i don't think so i think there's going to come a point where computers are going to get so smart and so independent they just, that they're going to do stuff on their own and that's terrifying because we have no point, yeah. control over them like it's everything true, about yeah. the terminator movies is is like a real possibility not anytime soon but i mean there's people out there talking on shows that like you know they can they believe we can reach singularity within 20 30 years and if that's the case like we're not so far that's away an interesting from interesting thought that i just had so uh whoever wrote the script for terminator right if it's even based on any books in the past or anything like that too um that's a thought that somebody had you know and do you think I don't know if I, not all thoughts are from some divine or, or are alive in some way, but I think very certain ones are. And um, I mean, there are certain thoughts that you are given that you have to share. And then it's those thoughts that echo through others and kind of make an impact, you know, thoughts themselves make an impact. And so even like um, the thought of these, you know, Terminator, it could very well be, <laughs> That could be time travel. Like shit, you know what I mean? Well, it is. It, I mean, it, it is a component in some of the movies. I mean, I, I mean, excuse me, it is a component in the Terminator movies. I mean, well, no, I'm the saying Terminator travels. Even just the thought from of the, the writer, future. Who, whoever created Terminator that self, like the thought right. itself of, hey, write this film about these, you know, yeah. robots that are smart that take over and kill us all. Maybe that's like a time traveler, <laughs> you know, saying like, hey, this shit's actually going to happen. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's kind of funny because like if you want, like I've been watching uh, with Emily, we've been watching the oh, yeah, Netflix yeah. series Dark, which is basically about time travel. And so like, you know, like a lot of people talk about this, like when you Joe Rogan or any of these shows, they'll say like, oh, well, if there were aliens, they'd come out and they'd talk. But if you really think about it, like if you were a time traveler or an alien 
or whatever. like would you want to tell people your secret like like it's dangerous like you can't just tell people like i'm a time traveler one they might think you're crazy and then two if the wrong people found out they're going to try to confiscate you and your stuff and to, like destroy you basically and well, or think use about, you for think about own, what we do you know, when we observe will. like like a terrible idea but like what we we observe like monkeys and apes and all that stuff right we send in these dummies that look like them but have cameras and all this shit so like what would be the difference from them to us doing that to us you know if they send in dummies that just look like us how would oh, we even know yeah. you know oh yeah they could easily do that like we could easily be super infiltrated with well, aliens that's, time that's what that was like it's United States is, you know, we're all in this treaty and that they, uh, yeah, that they're all in our government and shit. I wouldn't be surprised either. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, if, if that was a real thing, like the aliens aren't going to come and take over like the McDonald's workers. <laughs> they're not going to be like, okay, did you want fries with that? They're going to be like in influential positions. But you even see that in culture, like not to judge a particular culture, but there are cultures that, when they immigrate, like they stick together and they go for like certain types of jobs or you hear about like certain types of industry, having more people from a certain type of culture and they kind of like get into that culture and then like run it or, or into that industry and try to run it. And like, if you're like an alien or if you're a time traveler, or if you're someone who, who can like hide yourself amongst humans, like you would do that. You would replicate yourself or replicate your people and like slowly but surely like take over institutions or systems or control and then you know at some point you would reveal yourself but by then it might be too late for everyone else and you know it's it's crazy stuff but i don't think it's out of the realm of possible possibility i mean i think anything that we could think about and make movies about and talk about could be a potential thing that can happen in the future because our imagination is creation and like to me like i mean think about like stuff they were talking about a thousand years ago that exists now you know that back then they were like oh that's great like a submarine or a helicopter you know like what you know how would that work and like now it's like nothing you know we, oh not only are they <laughs> submarines they're nuclear yeah, power right. like <laughs> it's crazy see i almost forgot i was on the podcast i was listening to <laughs> i was listening to you and i was like ooh, <laughs> like, i'm learning i'm learning <laughs> <laughs> oh man well, you got uh, any other thoughts I mean, on your mind? Kind of. I mean, I just one. <laughs> nah, I was seeing how. Uh, I guess. I guess back <laughs> to Tesla. Tesla. Uh, they just started making these new batteries. Um, but what I'm so annoyed by is that they're still they're round, like they're round, like like regular batteries, right? Like double AA, A, triple A, whatever. It's like make them in the shape of a honey, mm -hmm. the honeycomb, right? Because then you could save on space. And, I don't know. It's just annoying seeing all this space between. You know, I get annoyed th thinking sometimes that we go from one step to the next, like in technology, like how, how just how the phones every year just barely get one little upgrade, you know, or something. When I'm like, you guys, you could you could make the five steps ahead, you know, and try to go for that. But I guess they're all right. Yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of trippy, like how like people will like flock to an iPhone, and it's like, yes, it's this is worth you know the the fifteen hundred dollars of like I get to make my face look like a little chipmunk, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it talks. <laughs> it's like I'm kind of waiting for like if I'm actually gonna buy like a brand new iPhone, like it's it's got to have oh, yeah. something worth spending that kind of money on. I mean, to be honest, like I've used newer iPhones. I've, I have friends that have them, and I mean, uh, there's there's some cool features. Mostly the cameras are just better, but I mean, I have an old iPhone six, man, and like it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah, I it mean, is. To me, I get it. But I mean, that's why I haven't. I still have the iPhone eight. I haven't upgraded yet, but I will be. Um, I'm thinking the next one, the one that. I am. Oh, you're cheap for me too. <laughs> I mean, the, my my phone's all cracked up, and it's really annoying because I replaced the battery, and then the very next day I cracked the screen. So I was like, you know what? Fuck, fuck this shit. Oh <laughs> <Yeah>. man, <laughs> dude, 
Dude, you should have seen Emily's last phone. It was like oh, straight yeah. out of the Stone Age, man. That thing. She was all like, yeah, like I can keep <laughs> like seven pictures on my phone. You know? And I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, you know, I just got to delete this app and then I can, you know, record a video. <laughs> I was like, what the hell is going on? That's hilarious. On? Uh-huh. <laughs> Please buy a new phone, honey. You know, that's when I knew I was in love, that I had met, like, the, the bigger cheapskate <laughs> than me. I was like, it. oh, man, this is a forever thing. That's true. Thing. That's a really good, uh, a good uh, way to see. <laughs> well, Deadly, thank you again for having me <laughs> on your podcast for a third. Is it third? Fourth? Fourth time? Is it the third know. time? I don't know. Well, the podcast, the I like deleted time. the old one. So like, yes. For the first Nobody time. Nobody can hear my uh, Selma Hayek story. <laughs> oh. Nah, it's all good. Well, we can, re- we can rehash a lot of that stuff over time. <laughs> okay. All right, brother. No Thanks no for uh, Always spending a pleasure. time with me. So love you and send my love to M. Take too. care, man. Okay. Talk to you soon. Okay. Bye.